0: Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show, Stay Here on Netflix. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit the big bloody subscribe button, would you? Give it a like and also please share this podcast with someone else that might get value from it. my lovelies yes welcome to another episode of the Pete Lorimer podcast it is lovely to see you or hear you or feel you wherever you are in this fine planet of ours today we have a let's just I'm going to call you this with the most and I mean this with love I have Jennifer Werner who is a beast okay so for all you real estate professionals out there you know I have lots of different guests Jennifer is a beast so some of you who kind of like maybe turn off after the first minute you need to listen to this one all the way through because I'm going to be really drilling down this lady is an unbelievable human I thought I had energy she's matched my energy in the green room before the the show began which is rare Um, I think I have a, a sneaky feeling she might be even more caffeinated than me which again rare um, and let me just get into some of the, the stats joined the industry in 2003 has sold ladies and gentlemen, over a thousand homes, a thousand homes since then. Um, she is the number one female EXP realty team leader in Arizona. Um, she has, she's part of, what was that thing you're part of this morning? You just dropped that in. Oh,
1: I was, i um, president of my Toastmasters chapter. <laughs>
0: i don't even know what that is is that where you all get together and show vintage like you know for grilling
1: speaking, machines for uh, public speaking <laughs> god i mean it's international we, organization peter i cannot believe I, you don't know that
0: <laughs> at the toastmaster i thought it was something to do with grilling bread but anyway <laughs> um you know she, we were talking i can get into her stats i don't even need to get into jennifer's stats because she's a monster a beast. She is the real estate agent. When we, when all of us joined the industry, we we're like, "I'm going to be like her." Even I want to be like you, and that's rare. Wow, you've th- you've got I three rares in you, a row. You don't know me well enough
1: yet. Or I don't know if you would say that, but thank you.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, listen. I can. The, I guess the thing. I hope you don't mind me disclosing this. The thing that really jumped out, and the thing that I love is. It's great to be a beast, right? Uh, I'm going to stop, stop calling you a beast. Let me just call you a top producer. It's great <laughs> to be a, a top, top producer.
1: I like beast, <laughs> though. It's better. I like beast. All right. more than top oh, well, that's
0: fine. Then you, then you, sh- you shall be the beast of Arizona. Moving One of forward. the
1: beast,
0: yeah. Um, but also family is massively important to you. And, and, you know, there are lots of us in this industry. God, God love them. Who work 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 and then don't really have any, or, or their family suffers, or you know you got four kids. Again, mm-hmm. I'm beaten. I've only got three. You got four. Yeah. And we're going to get into some of that in in, in in. I've got so many questions, so much data I want to to pull from from your your mind. Um, but before we begin, uh, I want to just uh, give my humble gratitude. For, for you to take this time out in your busy schedule. Um, uh, so welcome to the show, Jennifer, yes!
1: Woo, I'm just thinking, I'm clapping for you, because that was, uh, I have to say, I had never heard such a beautiful, articulate, creative introduction of myself before. So I'm honored, wow. <laughs> and I'm honored to be on your podcast, and this is exciting. So, I mean, I could jump in and share Um, because I know you call me a beast and I believe that we all have beasts inside of us. And, um, I know what you mentioned is important, right? Business and family, but also one thing that's really important to me is my relationship with God. And without that relationship with God, I wouldn't be able to do everything that I do. And I do think that whether you call God, your higher power or Buddha or Jesus, You know, we all need God in the world right now. And I bring God into my my world and everybody that I touch because God's pretty freaking awesome.
0: (laughs) So let me jump in there for a second, because again, there are some parallels here, probably for very, very, well, I'm sure for very, very different reasons. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people who, who, when they hear the word God, kind of freak out and, and, and and get weirded out and like, oh, wow, they're going to try and sell me something. <laughs> um. Uh, so let, let me let me jump in because there is an alignment here that I didn't think would have happened. Now, many of you out there know, I don't try to promote this, but I've, I've been sober for 19 years. I was in the music business and I've been sober for 19 years. And ladies and gentlemen, I did not get sober to find a higher power. I did not get sober to do anything but to kind of recover from drugs and alcohol but along the way i stumbled across this thing that i can't really call god because it feels very kind of you know it feels strange to me it reminds me of the, the 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 dark the church of england schools that i went to but i found this thing and i'm married to a buddhist so i just call my thing mother universe yeah. and mother universe pretty freaking rocks man yes. and uh, and I lean on it. And I guess this is how the podcast is starting. You know, it's you like believing it in something. <laughs> exactly. That's the Buddhist way. Everything is exactly I the way it's meant Buddhism, to
1: be. And I will say that I got na- I got married by a Native American shaman uh, who brought his energy. He was barefoot and he brought his energy up from the earth to give to us. So 23 years later, you know, we're still here with four kids and four, nine, thirteen, and 23. And my daughter just bought her first house. So our world can be crazy. So maybe that's the only thing that saved us, but I think it's more, it's love, but, um, but actually grounding is scientific. And a lot of the things about religion are scientific, which I love neuroscience. And I also like you, Peter, I was actually at a real estate convention when I turned my life over to God and just said, Hey God, if you can just remove this desire to drink from me, I promise I will pay it forward and help others. And so sober as well. I'm sober as well. I don't drink Holy alcohol. Holy shit
0: balls. I had no
1: idea. Yeah, I don't drink alcohol. And, and it's something I never thought I would say because I've gone years uh, sobri- with sobriety, but I haven't had a single desire to drink, uh, a temptation, a, a thought, since that day I gave my life to God. So I grew up in a very Christian home and I couldn't understand God in that context. I find God in nature. I find God by... Following examples of people like Jesus and Buddha. And, and interestingly enough, and I won't go on too off track here, but Jesus and Buddha, <laughs> Jesus crossed Buddhism. So there's the sure. Yeah, so they uh, there's a lot of parallels, but I just think when we say God, I don't know what you call God. I love Mother Nature. I, I love to go, one of my favorite things to do with myself is just going on a, a nature hike off trail by myself with my hiking backpack and I have everything I need in there and I'm hands free and I'm just with nature and God. So I feel very spiritual. I just, I will say, I did come back from Sedona last week, so I feel probably a little exceptionally spiritual, but, um, why I say that too is because it's so important that we take care of the people around us, you know, my business, my family, Mm -hmm. and I don't want my business people that work for me to suffer or their families to suffer because you know, they're, what is that going to do for them? They're not going to want to work for me, or they're going to be burned out or they're not going to bring their best self here. And so I've had to force people to go on vacations. People will say my family's sick and I'm saying, what do you need? Take the time off. And we all work hard. So I'm not like saying like, you know, if you need a safe space, cause your hurt, feelings got hurt. No, that's not acceptable. <laughs> but if you need some time for yourself, you take it because I want you to be happy and I, let's just have, be on this journey together where we're productive and happy. And we can take that happiness to our families home. At the end of the day, yeah. instead of taking the stress home, we're taking peace home, you know, and the real estate is a very stressful business. I, might, You might say I'm a beast, but I have failed more times than I've won, but I just had to learn from my fails and how to propel that forward and not get me stuck.
0: You know, it's it's so interesting. Well, we're really we're going off onto a tangent, which I'm incredibly passionate about. Which, you know, I've lovingly called you a beast, but you are a fearless beast. Now, not in the way of a warrior, but when one is centered or even serene, as we say, fear evaporates. And when fear evaporates, when fear is not driving, when fear doesn't has it have its dark hands on the wheel of your life, mm-hmm. then you, re- you are in the moment one is present. Uh, and when someone gets sick in the office and they need time off, or maybe they just need to take time off to be with their family. We come mm-hmm. from a place of love and not a place of fear because a place of fear would be, well, what's going to happen to my production? You know, when we come from love, it's like, well, this is the right thing to do and this is their path. And the more we let go, the better it gets. Wow. Different podcast. It's a different podcast to what I thought it was going to be. Well, you know
1: what? I think it's missing in a lot of the business podcasts we listen to is the spirituality component. There's a lot of podcasts. We can talk about objections. We can talk about how to hire your first assistant. You know, there's a lot of that out there. I can definitely talk about it, but you have like what, one hour with us. What do we want to talk about? And I just feel that we haven't talked enough about spirituality you know, in our business. I do yoga events for realtors. I do Krav self-defense. So I'm very, uh, hiking with, I hike with my team members every week. Um, get out in nature at five in the morning. Cause it's the only time you can do it right now <laughs> in Scottsdale, but, um, but it's wonderful. And we're able to do this together. I have a very healthy office. I don't allow, if it's someone's birthday, they could have donuts or, or, you know, sprinkles, cupcakes, but if it's not like breakfast that I like to feed people, um, so on team meetings, when we come in, when we're not on Zoom because of the current um, pandemic, you know, I have healthy food. I, we do avocado toast bars and omelet bars and we eat and we have fun. We break bread and we learn. So, you know, it's, well, uh, it's, uh, it's spiritual though to eat.
0: It's so, it's so, I never realized that, I mean, not, this is not about me. This is your podcast, but I was married in a Buddhist temple in Saigon by monks
1: my wife is i would uh, love to meet your wife i would love to learn a lot more
0: yeah she's a a a vietnamese refugee she escaped the war in saigon
1: my first Uh, crush in third grade was on with a vietnamese boy that was buddhist and that was the turning point of why in third grade i stopped um paying attention in church because it didn't make sense that you know that this was only the right way, and this was wrong. But I was like, he is a really cool guy, and I I just had a crush on him. So to be honest, he he was cute.
0: <laughs> uh, so I love that this this thread is being woven, Jennifer, because it's it, it for me. What we're a lot of you listening right now, but might, might be thinking, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> I, I can absolutely endorse the fact that if you you don't even need to succeed, but if you try and adopt this uh I, this, I always call it the three doors right there is service there is self-serving and then there is selfish service is the one we strive to go through self-serving is where it looks like you're helping someone but the motive is really your own mm-hmm. and then selfish is pretty easy to spot and mm-hmm. so if we can strive as professionals to put the client dead first and the commission dead last you'll be amazed what happens in the middle the
1: money follows the money will follow if you do the right
0: things. Exactly. And 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 if we can have this this thread of uh, of what Jennifer calls spirituality through your business. I know it, you know, we come we it wasn't that long ago that the movie Wall Street was out and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, mm-hmm. that ain't the way to do it anymore. It just mm-hmm. is not the way to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to drill down on on certain things that, uh, that you do. And please feel free to put in as much spirituality as you want, because for me, that is the key to everything. So mm-hmm. you joined the industry in 2003. How did you get started? What made you, what made you join the industry?
1: Well, good question, because I was actually out by you. I lived in Huntington Beach, California. I was cocktail waitressing. I was finishing my business degree I didn't know what I wanted, but I've worked for enough bad managers that I just knew I wanted to own my own thing. So I was actually back then looking at tanning salons. I was pricing stuff out. I, I looked at office space. I was about to actually sign a lease when my husband happened to find, had some friends from uh, where he grew up in Northern California that were here in Phoenix flipping homes. So uh, we were renting back then. I think our rent was like 1700 a month. We went and bought two homes um, and both of our mortgages on those two homes were less than the rent that we paid. Um, we couldn't do that in Orange County being so young. And also as I was, we had a, we had a daughter. My, I, I met my husband when I was 18 and we had a daughter nine months later. <laughs> and uh-huh. so we've I've always had um, I've always been a mom since I've been on my own. So I had to be very smart about my decisions. Well flipping just turned out to be such a great model. I just jumped into the real estate industry. Within four months I hired an assistant. It might have been even three months. I plugged into everything I could, and started flipping homes. Started doing open houses. <laughs> my first open house—I I just moved out here to from Huntington Beach to Phoenix, and the neighbors skinning a javelina, which is a wild pig from the tree. Oh my god, the, Midwest, the Wild West! But um, it was fun. We were buying multifamily properties, single-family properties. I was helping buyers. I was helping sell. Well, not very many sellers back then because it was so tight on inventory. You know, it was brand new. But my first uh, year in, I did 65, uh, I closed 65 homes by myself and um, and then and then weight hit, right? And I did a lot of short sales, and a lot of uh, bank-owned houses. Um, it was a very tough times for me because we invested so heavily that we were just financially destroyed. And those were some very dark times to get through when you have the uncertainty of, I am giving birth and I don't know, I was... Uh, I don't want to share this, too many stories, but, uh, you know, I was actually giving birth and I, I didn't, uh, I was supposed to get induced on Friday. I went into labor on Tuesday. I had to cancel showings on the way to the hospital. because I was having contractions. I get there. Short sales almost going to fall through. I don't have an assistant. I'm calling the short sale negotiator. I have my dad on a laptop in the corner of the hospital room doing a bank uh, an, an, uh, uh, BPO for one of my REO assets. And, um, and the doctor's like, you need to push the, the head is crowning. I'm like, I need five minutes, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but I got through those times and I went out to the other end. Then we got into when the market turned around in 2011, I paired up with an investor. We flipped 50 homes that year, you know, went to the trustee sales, learned whole, that whole beast. Then I pivoted to internet and then I got into luxury in 2013, 2014, I started the team and today we have 40 people on the team. We've closed over hundred million this year. Um, so far pending and closed uh, as of today, I think we're at like 104. Um, so our team's grown and all year, last year I did a hundred million. So we did it. Um, we we're already outpaced that by the middle of June. Mm. So the, um, the, the cool thing is, is we've grown, you know, but growth is messy um, but, if you have your principles and your values, and you can tap into those and everything you've learned, you just get through it. you find solutions faster and you let 's have- talk about that
0: let 's talk about that because i too uh, was i joined the industry in two thousand and five and then was doing a, doing great and then crash and had a, a new baby as well and t- my first daughter was born in two thousand and eight um, so I remember being I don't know how sober I was at that point. I got sober in 2001, so five, six years. I remember being at, at that crossroads, which we all get to in real estate, where it's like, I can really I can veer to the left and people might not spot what I'm doing and I can make more money, or I can remain tr- true to the course, to, to the highest and best for everyone concerned, which may be a, a, a longer route. So when those temptations of the dollars come in, because they do, what is your mechanism to 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 to, to kind of always adhere to, to to the highest and best path?
1: You know, I will say that my problem really has never been that. Um, my problem has been to a fault. I've been generous, so generous that sometimes I wasn't a really good business owner because my profit and loss statements were a mess. Having the best GCI year ever with your lowest profitability year ever is a, a very sad thing, but. It's taught me to be a better business owner and to think for, I'm, I have to look at it. This is my company, um, but my company, I have my family to feed, but then in my company, I have 40 people, that's 40 families. So now I have 40 families to provide. So even if I wanted to do something, maybe not like money-wise, but maybe I just wanted to um, be lazy or not make, or not face decisions, like I need to let this person go, or I need to spend money on this mark, whatever it is, like if I didn't have the courage to tackle that and not be and be proactive, my those 40 families that work for me, might lose their jobs. Right. And so I take my obligation as a team leader, and as a mom, uh, very seriously, and as a wife. And so, um, you know, it's it's constantly changing and evolving. So I have to move very fast. Um, this year, we pivoted with our business model. And we have been doing exceptionally well, our best year ever. Um, so it's exciting and it's much How better. How did now.
0: you pivot? How did you pivot?
1: Um, you know, I worked in my highest and best use and I really just, um, actually when I, I learned about uh, uh, out of a fail last year, that was a really good lesson to learn. And that was one where I had the wrong person in the wrong seat in the company and I had given, set like ownership up of like something that I should have never given ownership up. So, when I actually took ownership back, the culture of my team, the making process, things started to just improve. So, it was really like having the ownership. And, like, it's my job to go look at the profit and losses, not just my operations manager. You know, inspect what you expect and be excited about it. Like, let's go look at this profit and loss and see how we can <laughs> solve some problems today.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny. Um- I remember hearing this from Tony Hawk uh, when I was, I I was just watching this skateboarding thing. Not that I'm a big skateboarder or anything, but it's a cool thing. And I watched it and Tony Hawk said, this guy was interviewing Tony Hawk. And at this point, Tony Hawk had had the skateboard game come out and made a bazillion dollars. and, And the guy said to him, what's the best piece of advice you can give to an up and coming skateboarder? And he said the following, he said, to be successful in being a skateboarder, you need to know everything there is to know about your business. You need to know about where the board is made, what wood it's made from, how the trucks are made, how the wheels are manufactured, what the best ball bearings are, which oil to put on the wood. And I'm like, that's that's right. And, and as a business, as as a small business owner myself, uh, it's very tempting to think we've we've started a business or a team in real estate. Let's leave this up to to. You know, Bobby and, and Charlotte and Jimmy and what have you, and uh, uh, but as a business owner or as a team leader, we still must go back and look at our garden to make sure that the crops are tended correctly. Because if you don't, and it isn't necessarily with malice, the weeds get in there and the expenditures That's a great go down.
1: Analogy. I love that, and I I'm not a farmer, but I I love. That farmers do beautiful things for us, like make organic fruits and vegetables. Um, but I can imagine like tending to your crops because, you know, kind of on that note, but there's lead measure and lag measure, right? So lead measure would be like, I'm going to go make calls today, I'm going to go have open houses, and then lag measure would be you have the closings. So, so we sometimes get so focused on the lag measure, like closings, closings, you're just, you fall off from the activities that you need to do. But to know lead measure versus lag measure, and part of that lead measure is a business owner is to look at, Is my team happy? How is our transaction coordinator doing? Um, How is our sales team doing? And we kind of talk about like knowing everything about our trade. You know, there's a lot of team leaders that get into real estate, they'll do business for like a year, two years, maybe three. And then they're like, no, I'm gonna own a team and they stop doing production. That's not me. Um, I have done 16 million in volume myself this year on top of running the team. Um, so I am still, uh, I don't know if I'm the top producer today, but I was a top producer two weeks ago. Um, I, uh, sold over a thousand homes. I know how to structure deals I've developed. So I, it, to have a team leader that's in the trenches with my agents, like I know yeah. how to structure a deal. Like my top agents who are so smart, they know so much. They've been, some of these, uh, my agents have been in the business for 17 years themselves and have done almost the amount of deals I've done, well, maybe not quite as many, but, Um, a lot. And they, uh, they still come to me and they're like, how do you do this? And most of the time I know the answer. And when I don't, I at least know where to go or who to go to go get the answer. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important when you're a realist, you're running a real estate team. You have to have somebody on the real estate team that actually knows real estate, right? Like not just how to prospect, not just how to get appointments, not a convert, but actual real estate. So it's nice that uh, I have that, you know, and I also have been able, I can sometimes do real estate in my sleep, even though every deal is different, you really can. But, um, but I also know about all those other things about prospecting and how to convert today's internet lead. Speaking of lead,
0: speaking of lead, sorry to cut you off there. I know you have a pretty, uh, um, a pretty deep lead tracking system. So what what is your, can you in, give us kind of a synopsis of your lead tracking system, Jennifer?
1: It is very loaded, but <laughs> so we have a CRM in the back end that does a lot of our tracking. We integrate with SISU, which is a score bar, scoreboard. We have metrics like looking at conversion rate, looking at offer rate, looking at appointment rate um, on our scoreboard. It's important on our scoreboard to have lead measure versus lag measure. So you took this, you made this many calls, you took this many appointments, you had uh, your appointment rate was this, after your appointment rate, what was your showing rate, what is your offer rate, and then what's your conversion rate? Because what you don't want to have happen is to look at your conversion rate, and your conversion rate went down, like, oh, shoot, my conversion rate went from 8% to 5%, Poop. No, like, you could have tracked that about three months ago by just seeing your your appointment rate start to fall off, your connections weren't up. Your showings went down. What happened? So if, as a team leader, that's my job, right? Like to help mm-hmm. coach them. Like, hey, Scott, you told me that you wanted to sell this many homes. Well, look, your appointment rate's gone down a little bit. Your showing rate's starting to go down. What can we do to bring this up? That way I solve the problem before or together, right? Not just me, but like all together before it ever becomes a real problem.
0: Sure. I, I think there's a, massive, there's a massive data point here, which, which is m- much more kind of to do do with the personality that you are, Jennifer. So I have, the real estate industry can be a very lonely business. You can be in a big office and you can feel like you've got no support and you can feel like you can't go to someone or if you do go to someone, they don't really know the answer and then you're going to get passed off to some vendor that's a risk management specialist in Atlanta. So one of the best pieces of advice is I can give best piece of advice that I can give to any new agent is if you feel like you're in a place where you're feeling alone, you need to be around people like Jennifer. Because I feel that anybody can pretty much knock on your door at any time, or at least make an appointment to see you the same day. Um, and, and having having a leader, whether it be a broker or a team leader, that's well rounded. And I couldn't agree with you more than having a team leader that is in the trenches with you, side by side, day by day. Those are the people, if you're new to this industry, or even if you're not, I cannot recommend that you you so need to surround yourself with people and teams just like Jennifer's. Because I'm very rarely this I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I'm very rarely this excited on a podcast. You are a Badass. And I love everything you have said today. Absolutely everything. You really wow. are rare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I um I'm glad I am able to be a little different, you know, because I know there's so many, there's so many awesome people in in the world. And I've surrounded my world like with some amazing people. And, you know, we're the sum total of what do they say, the five people we spend the most time with. And it's actually why I'm with um EXP Realty. I moved from uh Remax a couple years ago because some of my mentors they're actually out there in San Diego, so I don't know if you know them, but uh, Dan Beer and Kyle Whistle, and it's so awesome that like they're in on, tech, they're in on speed. I have a question; they've never hesitated to just be so giving and generous of their time. Now I'm—I've helped, you know, made money together, so it's exciting, and I know I'm worth the investment. But um, but they've never questioned, you know, even when it's like I feel like maybe even a dumb question, they're always there. So. Yeah, you definitely have to be around your people. And just because you're at a big brokerage with three or 400 people doesn't mean they're your people. So you need to make sure you're surrounded. And, you know, even personally, like maybe personally, you're, you need to make sure you have people to go through for uh, relationship advice or parenting advice. But in business, we have, who should I go for for coaching advice for how to, you know, how can I sell more homes, but not just work 80 hours a week, you know? And that's something that I have not mastered for sure, but something I've gained a lot of traction on is leverage.
0: We'll come back to leverage in a second, but you also started the podcast with a really, really important phrase, uh, which is pay it forward, right? Which is a phrase that we hear all the time. And you know, it's a bumper sticker, what have you, but in real, in, in all industries, But I came out in the music business, I was a record producer, uh, and it was a very kind of giving, sharing, creative environment. And then when I joined real estate, I would go to people in my office that were top producers, and I'd be like, hey, can you tell me how come you closed 15 uh, houses in in that two blocks? And they'd be like, uh, well... I don't want to share. Right, I don't want to share, whereas you strategy as a person... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you. I. I. I already know you give everything away to everyone you know. Like there are no it's secrets.
1: Mindset of abundance, and you know that is part one of our like core values is our team. Like you have to come with a mindset of abundance. <laughs> I actually haven't read that one. Science.
0: Amazing, is- the science of getting rich, William oh. walls It's the precursor to Napoleon Hill and the precursor yes. to The Secret. Oh. Hundred years old. Oh my God! I'll gosh. send you a cup. I'm going to send you oh, a copy.
1: You. I'm a book lover. So thank you. And I'm also, I, I, interesting to hear your music industry because I love music. I grew up playing the piano and my husband plays the guitar. Very musical family. And um, music's also very healing.
0: <laughs> it sure is.
1: It also helps you even concentrate. Put it, on, put it on, Beethoven on in the background and then go prospect. And you will find that you'll make more appointments
0: to know there you there you go a little uh uh, bit of beethoven's fifth and you might get five appointments a day so let's jump into um i want to dive down a little bit on how much of your business is referrals how much of it is past clients how much of it is like zillow what's the i'm sure you track the numbers what's the ratio
1: well we have about i would say 10 major pillars of our business um i have brought on some newer accounts that are uh, smaller but uh, lucrative um, but it, in our business model today it's different than it, what it has been last year and the year before. So Zillow right now was our number two source today it's our number one source. However, one thing that it was really important for us to know is when we went and looked at the data more um, deeply in 2019 and 18 was that our, we thought like when we have a referral that probably our number one referring source would be past clients right or sphere of influence. Well, it wasn't. We found out that our number one most referring source were our clients that we helped from Zillow. So, um, so every time that somebody comes in from Zillow, and we work with between like 200 and 300 uh, connections, you know, people reaching out through Zillow um, every month here on the team. And so, every person that calls in, they're they're they can be a raving fan opportunity. Now you're, you don't look at like the first commission as like the commission that you're making the most money on. You look at the first commission of like, I don't care if I even break even on this one, because if I can make them a raving fan, they can refer me and they can give me multiple transactions. And so, and of course, not every client's like that. You know, maybe the personality type, or maybe you, you know, blipped, you know, you took vacation, you forgot to do some, who knows, but like, hopefully they had a great experience. And they do that. And we do have referral systems in place. We do a lot with client events. We, um, we're in touch with our, uh, everybody in our database at least once a week. And so, um, you know, our CRM is pretty uh, great at being able to help manage that. So we definitely utilize technology. Um, we, client events have been a little stunted with uh, COVID, but we did do a food truck event where people can come, just come by and, and pick up a pizza and go home with their family But, uh, so number one is Zillow. Number two is our past clients and referrals. Okay. We do, um, and our number three right now is we do a lot with the internet. So it's just another lead generation source that we work with on Google and on social media channels. Um, right now, after that, we've done some more, like some marketing pillars of like direct mail. Um, we're not doing as much direct mail as we used to, We also just get a lot more just branded, um, I would say not like leads, but where they don't know us, they weren't referred to us, but they've just gone in and seen what we've done and they call into our office. So we have a lot more just organic traffic. I do a lot of videos on YouTube uh, YouTube and Facebook. Um, I do videos. I have my own videographer who uh, is coming in a couple hours. We're going to shoot about 10 videos. So we do 10 videos. She knows how to edit and she... We just uh, get it, batch them together so they can go out all throughout the month.
0: So let's, let's talk about that for a second, because you've been on YouTube for 10 years, right?
1: Um, I think 2009 was, no, 2000, yeah, 2009 or 10 was the year I had my first professional video done. So,
0: so you're, you were miles ahead of the curve, miles ahead. Uh, I jumped into YouTube probably 2014, 15, and I thought I was at the front of the pack. <laughs> but, for, but for you to be doing it 10 years ago, what's, cause a lot of, cause I do, I do tons of videos as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I'd like to hear your point of view as to the correlation of if people spend time and money shooting these videos, you know, it's very hard to track the direct ROI, but I think it does, it does amplify the brand. So can, let's talk about your experience with videos on YouTube and, and, and Facebook and, and Instagram.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I like, um, I, I've always done videos. Actually my first, uh, video that I have professionally made was with my family at home. And then it showed me like with clients and then it shows hiking and I was pregnant. It's funny because I was pregnant. We had like four different scenes and I was pregnant in all the different when I had professional clothes <laughs> on. Cause I was pregnant and we did this in three days, but I remember getting a call from a mom who's moving here from Connecticut. And she's like, you know, my school districts are so important to us. We're moving to Scottsdale and, you know, you were pregnant, like all your videos. And I just wanted to make sure I had a mom that was a good agent that would help uh, buy, help us relocate there. So, you know, definitely like the demographic was there. And I've even done fun ones where my kids were actually like child actors. I didn't pay them, but don't tell. Um, <laughs> being like real estate agents. So I've done some funny ones. Um, we had a, last year before COVID hit, we had a health uh, workout Wednesday So we'd go and work out at a new small gym, like like we would do. I'd do like Kramaga or I did a mermaid class. I'd do bar, uh everything. I've done like a lot of stuff. (laughs) But hang on a
0: second. Were you were you teaching these?
1: No, I was like, um, it was like showcasing their business and then like I would do the workout. So it'd show us the workout and then um and then like you know, it was help like promoting together, but it was also promoting for health, because I'm a big health nut. Mm-hmm. But uh then we do a lot of we've always done the videos, we have 3D walkthroughs, we have like the professional videos. I've done lifestyle videos. I started doing lifestyle videos before it was even a thing in thirteen and fourteen where we'd have actors. I would actually hire my friends um because they were cheap. They would do what they would work for like wine and cheese, <laughs> Um and we do like we'd have a luxury listing. I'm like, okay, you're gonna go, um, your boyfriend and I'd come up with a story, have some so th- that's all on my YouTube channel. But we also do right now, we're doing a lot of like market updates. And if you go look at my YouTube channel, I last year was having a lot more fun with it because we'd have a costume every month, but everyone's a little more serious now. And so it's been a little bit more, you know, factual, but, um, it was all, but, uh, we also do, um, a lot of content. So a lot more content, like a difference between living in, in California and here, um, difference between buying a single story versus two story. I also do a lot of content for agents. So, um, I only want to work with the listing agent. You know, how do we break down that objection? And that's actually a video that's on my content list for today. So I, I'm just putting it out there. And if you like want to so, be on my channel and be like work through objections, it'll be on there.
0: So again, the, 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 uh, Jennifer's just giving it all away. So if you, there are so many agents out there that, that, are, that are like, I want to do video. I just don't know where to begin. Just go to Jennifer's YouTube channel and you'll see an entire roadmap of all the various branches of content that you can do. And you I, I'm can
1: always comment, subscribe. Um, please.
0: Yeah. like <laughs> and, That's it.
1: And also I, um, Instagram. So all our videos are on multiple channels. So we'll do, um, we do IGTV. Um, we do a lot on Facebook, so you can find me on any of those channels if you want to watch my videos.
0: I mean, this is, it, this is just gold because so, so few people, there are a lot of agents that do content a lot, but they generally, for the most part, the vast majority of agents, it's a walkthrough or it's an open house or it's a caravan or it's same a old, this or it's same,
1: that.
0: Old. same old, same old. So for you to sit down and strategize about the, the, the content calendar, which is something that we do at, at PLG here in LA, where it's just, you know, none of us have got the time to do it, but we just make the time to do it. And, and it, it, what it does is it pushes you ahead of the pack because my belief is with real estate, we don't sell houses, we sell trust. And when people trust you, they are more likely to work with you. And I can tell you from my experience, the clients that I've been lucky enough to work with, 90% of them have met me, looked at my social and thought, oh, he's a cool, quirky British guy. I like him. I'm going to work with him. So invest in yourself.
1: Yeah, and be yourself, right? And like, be yourself. Like, don't, you don't have to be this. I mean, I, I'm wearing a yoga shirt today and I'm wearing my little women <laughs> content today, but I do have a professional outfit, uh, for my videos, but you know, if like your authentic self is, Hey, I'm a little quirky or Hey, I like to wear flip-flops. You know, if you can do it professionally, make it work, be your authentic self. You don't have to be fit into this little box. As long as you're doing a really good job for your clients, you know, you're, it. it it's okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, as the industry, certainly what I, I'm a, I bang the drum of when agents come to me and they say, you know, there's this, there's this bit of like, you know, asbestos in the attic and it's not really affecting anything. And blah, 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 blah. do you think I need to disclose it? And I'm like, what's the, what's my phrase? What's my phrase? My phrase is, if you're thinking, do I need to disclose this? You need to disclose this. What's Where's the highest and cool? best?
1: Disclose, disclose, disclose. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right. So, I could talk to you for hours. I would love to talk to you for hours, and I'm, I'd love it if you can come back and be a guest on the podcast again. Because I, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Um, so, for today's podcast, can you give me three takeaways or three pieces of advice? that you would offer someone who's thinking about joining the real estate industry, or if they're a new agent and they're feeling a little bit lost, what are the three things that Jennifer would, would, would do?
1: So number one is the people, you know, you need to find your home, your tribe, you know, Seth Godin has a really good book called tribes. So Make sure you're doing your due diligence. Don't just join a brokerage because it is a cool office space. You know what's important to you about your tribe. Like what do you want to get out of that experience? Oh, <laughs> oh funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we so find your the people you're going to surround yourself by. The top five people is the most important people. So, uh, is it a is it a team model? Is it a brokerage model? What is it? And then number two, so getting into the business, right? They're brand new?
0: Yeah, uh, they're in the business. They've been in the business for a year or two. They're just feeling like plateaued. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I would definitely, and I don't say this just because I'm a team, but if you're brand new or been in the business one or two and you're just not finding your path, reach out to a team leader. Like, There's a lot of different teams out there. There's a lot of different team structures. Go and find out like, who, who like speaks to you. Who do you find that you connect with? Maybe and maybe you know them or maybe you don't. Maybe they're, you just know their presence. Um, but also, like, know that there's different models. You know, now the teams are really gaining steam. So I think that you can very easily get lost in a brokerage because there's it's not a tribe. You know, as good as the training is, they can't. They're not going to keep you accountable. Like, you didn't show up at the office meet the our team meeting. Like, what happened? Are you okay? No, you make sure your files are compliant. So, um, and number two you're uh, with that, like, if you're not going to join a team, get a coach, you know, have a business plan, you know, what, like, what do you want to make work out the metrics? And that's what a lot of people need coaching for. So if you're not going to join a team, you definitely need a coach, you need to uh, form a business plan that like the activities you're going to do, but also form a business plan from a metrics point, like, you know, do I want to work six days a week, five days a week? What does that look like? How many clients do I, can I work with? What does that mean? How many conversations do I have to have a day? How many appointments do I have to have a day, week, month? You know, you can get really dialed down. So, you know, when, when you're on track or off track and then three, like your calendar. And I'm sure like, I'm missing things like books, like learn, like just make sure you have a learning journey. Um, and books, ninja selling is one of my favorites to give brand new agents, Uh, I give every agent on my team um, a number of books, but they start out on uh, Ninja Selling. So it's a really great book. Um, But uh, make sure your calendar is like you book personal time. Like how do you want your design the perfect week? Like prospect in the morning usually is the best. Not like maybe follow up in the afternoon, maybe appointments in the afternoon. I want to be home by this amount with family. Maybe I only do night appointments two nights a week. I'm going to do date night twice a month put your game, your kids games within open houses, like design the perfect week. So, you know, that is what your, uh, that's what your week's going to look like. And you have a very structured time. You got it. That's real- gold. Freedom. That is
0: gold, gold. That is yeah. absolute gold. Cause yeah, otherwise and- we're always at the, we're always at the mercy of a phone ringing. Whereas I'm a, I am I say to all well, my agents, calendar everything, calendar your birthday, your mom's lunch, going out with your spouse, calendar everything. And there's a firewall around it.
1: Yeah, and the uh, part of the team too. It's like they have to do it. I'm like, I don't care when it says personal on there. I don't care what it is. You want to put what it as date night? Um, I want to take a nap. I don't care. Just put where you're at because we do have is we have inside sales agents that could set you an appointment. So if you're a personal appointments in Chandler, we don't want to send you to you know an hour across the valley. So um, so book this. But also we talk about it why to book this because we want to design that very efficient structured week. So we have freedom. If you think freedom is getting in and flying by the seat of your pants and doing whatever comes your way and checking your email all day long, then you're not going to get freedom. But if you design your calendar, you know, and you actually stay accountable to it, you have so much more freedom plus your dollar per hour is going to go up. You're going to make more money and you're going to be happier.
0: Agreed. Two last questions because I know you got a jam on, uh, um, So question number one, how do you get motivated when you're not motivated?
1: Um, If it's a burnout situation, whatever it is, go take time off. Like if I know I'm just burnout, I've worked too much, I'm going to, I have a team, so I can leverage. If you're a solo agent, just ask an agent to cover for you, figure it out and go be with your family disconnected or go whatever you're going to do. Just go get your time off, Uh, but then come back and hit the ground running. But if I'm just having like a I need energy moment, um, I like I have a gym in my little office here, and I'll just do little sprints. So five minutes, I'll do five minutes of like air squats, push ups. Um, I'll do some yoga. I'll do some stretching. I'll listen to music. I'll meditate. I have a sauna at home. We'll go into the sauna. I have a cold plunge at home. Go to the cold plunge. So I will. Um, Get your body moving because if you're sitting on a desk with artificial light, um, then you're, you're going to be tired scientifically. But if you get out in nature, go hike, go, go in your backyard, put your feet on the grass. There actually is energy from the earth that comes up and it's science guys. It's not woohoo. Um, so that's what I do. I just get my body it.
0: moving. I love it. I and just, I, I'd love, I would love to see the the expression on on your colleagues' faces as you're like dropping down, doing push ups in the middle well, of the used morning. To it
1: by now. Or sticking my leg up <gasps> my head. Yeah, they've seen it all. Headstands. <laughs> we do that here too.
0: Oh my god, I love it. I want to come and work for you. Um, last question: If you weren't doing real estate, what would you be doing?
1: Well, I'm I am a writer, and I'm actually writing a book right now. Um, with the help of a, a coach, because I haven't written since college. Well, I write speeches for Toastmasters or I'll write like creative writing projects here and there. I started my blog. It's called Superpowers of an Addict. Um, I have, uh, so that's the name of it, .com. So it's already live, but um, it's pretty. My daughter made it for me, but I have to actually upload and and get it going. But that's going to be the my book. I love and so it. I, uh, I love writing. I love helping. Um, I just help in you know like to do a few different ways and I'm also starting a non-profit
0: you, you make my pulse quicken just with the amount of work that's on your back I thought you know I can I handle leverage, a lot
1: I have leverage though let me put that out there it's not me all doing it believe me I just say hey this is what I want here's the concept this is what I'm going to do and I have people that can do it <laughs>
0: So Jennifer, um, so everybody out there, you need to research this lady because she is a, a powerhouse and just gives away all of her secrets. And she's just an awesome, awesome guest. How can people find you? What's your Instagram? What's your Facebook?
1: So the Weiner group is our, our team name and W-E-H-N-E-R. No one usually knows how to pronounce it. I, when I met my husband, at was 18. I thought it was Weiner because it looks like that. You can go to Jennifer Wehner on, uh, on Instagram. Jennifer Weiner on Facebook, Thewaynergroup.com is my website. Check me out on Zillow, Jennifer Weiner in Scottsdale, but we do all of Maricopa County. We're actually up in the mountains here too. Um, but at, we have 440 five-star reviews. So if you have referrals for anywhere in, in those areas, Maricopa County, Scottsdale, Phoenix, Chandler, um, we cover the Valley and we give five-star service If we do bump along the way, I can say that we always learn and grow and we always strive to get better. So um, a website, a phone number is um, actually on our website. (laughs) I don't know it by heart. (laughs) It's our (laughs) office number, but I do know Uh, that we open, we answer the phone seven days a week. And so you can always reach me through through there. So even if you go through Zillow and just contact us, you're going to get somebody on my team. Maybe it's Shelby, maybe it's me. Uh, sometimes I will actually be um, answering calls for the day to fill in for the team. Um, it also keeps me relevant and you know what I'm doing. But yeah, those are the, the channels Zillow, website, social, YouTube, Jennifer Weiner. Um, just search me, you're going to find my channels, and we have a lot of great content. Some of it, fun, some of it's serious, but all, um, all of it's designed to provide value.
0: I love it. You have been absolutely spectacular. You are officially now my mate in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think I, I, I'm going to have also you back the, minute,
1: the best restaurant. So if you come here, I will show you where the best food in the world is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I am a bit of a foodie. So, uh, um. all right. Well, listen, I could chat with you all day. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, Jennifer you are a rock star thank you so much for being on the podcast we will be back again this week but this has been a sensational a sizzling uh, episode of the Pete Lorimer podcast mm-hmm. with the beast of Arizona Jennifer Weiner thank, thank you so you much so for being much, on the show Peter. thank you That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later.